This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. CC, back with us in the new year. We are live today in West Palm Beach, Florida. At ESPN West Palm, brand new studio, Celsius. Thank you for sending us here. And uh, some of the oh, you got oh, you got Thank the Celsius? You Celsius. You're holding it backwards, of course. Only you. Smoke. Well, You're still I was holding, holding it, it like I was going to drink it. This right. is Celsius. Yeah. There you go. Okay. This is a new flavor for me. This is a big day. Sparkling prickly pear lime edition. This is the Oasis vibe, and it's very delicious. All right. Well done there. Oasis um, vibe. Yeah. So Smalls and I have been here for a day. Uh, let's see. We got. Stuck in a car this morning. I couldn't find anywhere to park. I was a disaster trying to get here. We ate way too much last night. Totally. And Smalls may have had the dream scenario for anyone listening right now. I, something happened with her yesterday that I think if you want to talk about the dream scenario in life, you may have had it yesterday. Beach and watching football. Yep. I don't know that you can do better than a be- Is that better? Is the beach football combination better than the man or woman cave Combination of football? Based on my limited experience of the beach football situation, it was A+. plus, Top tier. Elite level football watching situation. So I grabbed my phone and my AirPods when we arrived in Florida. I'm a girl who grew up in Illinois. I've been landlocked most of my life. So anytime I have access to a beach, I'm going to put my toes in the sand. So I was like, oh, I'll just put on the game and I'll watch it on my phone. So I went down to the beach. The sun was setting, Evan. The sky was a magnificent blue-pink hue. And I was watching Cowboys Bill sitting in the sand, listening, you know, in my, with my one AirPod in and the other AirPod out. I was listening to the waves crashing gently up onto the shore. I was like, this is living. This is living. Yeah, what am I doing? I, I don't know that humans could do better than that. It was awesome. I, I mean, just I wish guess the, the Cowboys could have done better than that. I was going to say, I wish the game was a little bit better because it was a blowout by the time I got to the beach. But it was a it was a very nice setup. All right. I know we're going to get into the Chiefs here and their poor performance in a win. Yeah, I said it. Poor performance in a win. I, I want to defend the Cowboys. I'm going to keep defending the Cowboys because everybody is, is all out there destroying the Cowboys today. 31-10, they lose the Bills. The Bills were dominant. Their run game was ridiculous. That is, for me, as somebody that has been critical of the Buffalo Bills, there's your game plan. Let the defense do the work. Utilize your running game. Remember the fact that you play a cold-weather environment in Buffalo and don't have this air raid offense. Ground and pound can work, and it did yesterday against the Dallas Cowboys. They pummeled them. James Cook looked like you know the greatest running back of all time yesterday. That's how good he was. Josh Allen completed seven passes in a home win against a 10-win football team. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of game plan that if I'm Buffalo, that can win in the postseason. Now, granted, you got to get into the postseason. That's part of it. But here's where I'm going to defend the Cowboys. And it's directly at the person sitting across from me, one Michelle Smallman. It's against you. And you're going to claim, no, I'm not saying it this way, whatever. It's against you because for all the people like you that say, I need to see it in the playoffs, regular season wins don't matter. Well, then neither should regular season loss. They should not matter with the Dallas Cowboys, who you know are going to be playing in the postseason. Dak may have lost the MVP yesterday. Okay. They may have lost the division yesterday. Fine. They may have lost a chance at home field. Fine. All of that. I get all of those things are massively significant. But 
if you're singular and only take on the Cowboys, I'm not your only take, but it, the, the biggest take for many people, including yourself, is let me see it in the postseason, which is insanely fair. Well, then regular season wins and regular season losses shouldn't matter. I think you're proving my point for me, Evan, so I really appreciate you leading me down this path to the debate victory here. So with the Kansas City Chiefs, CeCe always says what's understood doesn't have to be said about Pat Mahomes, about Andy Reid. Right now, this season's a little bit different for them, but up until last week, that was what he said about the Kansas City Chiefs because of the data points that he has on them. Patrick Mahomes always finds a way. He always pulls a rabbit out of his hat. So he's going to default to what he knows about Kansas City, even if they don't look the same. I'm going to do the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. And I am not a Dallas Cowboy hater by any means. I think Dak and Mike McCarthy are about as likable a quarterback head coach duo as you're going to find in the NFL. And they handle the pressure that comes with having that star on your helmet better than maybe anybody could. But the book that I have on the Dallas Cowboys is when the moment is big, they fall short, whether it's in the playoffs or otherwise. And coming into this week, they had everything going for them. They were arguably the hottest team in the NFL. We called Dak Prescott the MVP of the NFL. Mike McCarthy came off the operating table to coach the Dallas Cowboys to a victory. Literally, not figuratively. Literally. We were saying this feels like it could be different. This feels like a different version of Dak. It feels like a different version of the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what's going to make me feel even better about that? If you go into Buffalo and you beat the Bills, an ascending team who's had a lot of success in the playoffs, and what do they do, Evan? They fall short yet again. So I'm going to look at yesterday as confirmation bias of what I already feel about Dallas, not the other way around. But Smalls, here's where you're losing me on this, okay? You had me up until you said big game. Well, was last week a big game against the Eagles for the Cowboys? Yes. And they won. Correct. And this week you're saying it's a big game for them. It was. But if they won, would it, be a, would it have been a big game? If you beat the Eagles and you go into Buffalo and beat the Bills, one of the hottest teams in the NFL in back-to-back weeks, that tells me something. Okay, but here's where I believe you, but I don't believe the masses. I don't believe if the Dallas Cowboys went into Buffalo and they won 31-10 that everybody would be talking about them today. I think everybody would say, well, it's the Bills. They're not even a playoff team. Sure, they beat Kansas City, but they're not a playoff team. This is where I think the Cowboys' argument has gotten inconsistent. I think people are excited to hate on them and not excited to love on them. And when when they have a big win, it's, well, let's wait to the postseason. And when they have a big loss, it's, see, I told you they can't do this in big games. Well, we're still not in the postseason, though. I think the... I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the Dallas Cowboys are treated unfairly. I think the Dallas Cowboys are treated unfairly. Big wins in the regular season don't seem to count because they're not in the postseason, and yet big losses in the regular season seem to be indicative of what people expect to happen in the postseason. That's not fair. If you're going to brand yourself as America's team and you're going to year in and year out tell us that the talent and coaching staff that you have assembled is capable of winning a Super Bowl, and you fall short, then I am just holding you to the expectations that you have laid out before me. I actually think that's a sign of respect that we're hard on the Dallas Cowboys. Because you look at this team, there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. They're stacked. They have a lot of talent. Their quarterback is great. Their head coach has been there, done that. And I am not going to say, oh, well, you beat the Eagles. Good job. No. 
I'm going to say if you really think that you should win a Super Bowl, then you have to show me that you are a dominant football team. But you've already and it's inconsistent. But it's inconsistent. No, I haven't. I'm not saying that they still can't get there. I'm just saying that this was a big letdown as far as I'm concerned. I believe that you've made the decision, regardless of regular season. I don't care. I need to see them in the postseason because like, do you not? Well, I no, I agree with you. But I also don't then think that I should go crazy off of a, of an Eagles win and crazy off of a Bills loss. Like, I think I have to be consistent. Like, okay, they're going to head to the playoffs. They're likely going to be the five seed in the postseason. Assuming Philly wins tonight, which I'm not going to necessarily assume if Jalen Hurts is not there because of sickness. Boy, they got lucky that that game got flexed um, to Monday night because it was originally supposed to be yesterday. So I'm not going to, you know, if, if Philly wins out, which let's assume they do. They're going to be ahead of the Cowboys. Cowboys are going to be a five seed. It's going to be an uphill battle. They're going to have to go on the road. They're much better at home. We know much all of better. that. I know. I have to see them in the postseason. I get all that. You're right about all of it. I just think people are being inconsistent, not celebrating the wins as much as they actually hate on the losses. We're on Sportsman Like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, of course, as well, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, CC in Paris. I'm trying- <laughs> I keep rolling the R's. I don't think I'm supposed to roll the R. Paris. Paris. Or maybe I should just say Paris. He's in Paris. That makes it easier to just say it that way. He's right? in Paris. Yeah, he's in Paris. All right. Um, <laughs> one of the other teams you just mentioned, Kansas City Chiefs. So they beat the Patriots yesterday, but the same issues are still there. They had, they had drops all over the place, including by Travis Kelsey. They also had another terrible, terrible one by Kadarius Toney that goes right into the Patriots' mm-hmm. hands for an interception. Listen, I understand loyalty. I get that. I understand they don't want to write somebody off. I understand that they don't look at themselves as having much better options moving forward than somebody that was once a first-round pick in Kadarius Toney, who then um, you know, was with the Giants, gets traded to the, the Chiefs, was a good player in the Super Bowl for one singular game for them, but it's the biggest possible game you could be in. I get why they don't want to write him off, but it's enough. Pat, the frustration on Patrick Mahomes' face with this guy is overwhelming. Taylor Swift's frustrated with what's going on there, and she was great. She's She's gone from, oh, my boyfriend's playing on the team to I don't care if he's playing on the team because I'm all in analyzing football. She is into it now, which is awesome. They got to get rid of Kadarius Tony, And if not get rid of him, you have to make him a healthy scratch for at least one or two games. You have to send a message that this cannot continue. It is not fair to Patrick Mahomes what they're doing. This guy cannot play anymore. You have to keep him off the field until you are 100% certain that these drops and these mental mistakes do not continue. This is Patrick Mahomes. You cannot mess with him like this. And right now, the Kansas City Chiefs continue to mess with Patrick Mahomes. From opening night where Kadarius Tony screwed up against the Lions to a week ago against the Bills to yesterday against the Patriots, the reality is he's got to be off the field. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know that anybody's scared of the Chiefs this year. And you have been right all along about them. I don't think they're scary at all. And that is a crazy statement to make when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and you have Travis Kelsey on the team and you have the Steve Spagnuolo defense and Andy Reid as your head coach. But there are certain things that even that cast of characters cannot overcome. Your guy, Tom Brady, his ex-wife, Giselle, once famously said, my husband cannot throw the ball and catch it as well. And this is where Patrick Mahomes is. And I think that this is why we're seeing him be so frustrated and we're seeing Travis Kelsey be frustrated. I said if we read the tea leaves, the 
frustration that we saw out of Patrick Mahomes in the Bills game, we knew that that wasn't necessarily about the refs and the call. It's a culmination of things because he knows that he can do everything in his power to put his team in a position to win. But the other guys on the team, especially the offense, they've got to drive it home. And unfortunately, they get that gift and they drop it. And would I, you ha- would you get rid of him with, with Tony if, if Michelle Smallman was running the Kansas City Chiefs? Is Kadarius Tony off the team? It's a, he did have that big game in the Super Bowl. See, this is where I get, I guess I'm a little bit more cautious because each player is an individual, and I don't know how he would respond to that. I would have to know him as a person because— Well, if he's off the team, you don't care how he responds. But you think that it's some—are you saying that you would want to sit him for a game or two in hopes that that would be a wake-up call for him and you would elicit a different response? Or are you saying that he's out altogether? Rest, yeah. of the, rest of the season, he's not going to play one more down for the Chiefs. Two ways of looking at it. Would they be justified to cut him today? Yes. If we, at some point during the course of our show, until 10 a.m. Eastern, when Greeny comes your way, at some point today, if we saw that Adam Schefter tweets Kadarius Tony released by the Chiefs, a thousand percent justification. If we find out moving forward that he's going to be a healthy scratch for a few weeks, a thousand percent justification. But you're right. Penalty and punishment needs to indicate or it be indicative of better behavior and better activity. And if you don't believe that he's going to respond well from that, then you only have two choices. Play him or cut him. Coming up, all the small things next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for the small things here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Alongside Evan Cohen, I'm Michelle Smallman. Chris Canty is in Paris. He Yes. Patty. I want to say it correctly, but I think we're butchering it. Patty. That sounded right. Patty. The way I say it has not sounded right at all. We could say France. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you France? say? France? It sound, did you see? Um, <laughs> I have to do it with my hands. Wait, Franks? what's the movie with uh, Steve Martin that's amazing? With Father the of the Bride. Yeah, Franck. Franck Bonks. That's his last name in the movie? Yeah. Bonks? 
Well, they the Martin Short character. Well, no, I don't know, but they say Frank Bonks. I know for sure because he's George Banks. So he says something like oh, Bonk, Mr. Bong. Bong Bong was a bong. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Oh, great movie. Oh, the ending. I'm crying just thinking. Uh, about me it. too. Right. I have seen that movie probably a hundred times, and I cry at the end every time. The best. I like scene. the sequel more. The sequel, the sequel is very good. The sequel, the sequel is, is very good. good. The good best scene is when they're going over the guest list because anyone that has had an event, whether it's a wedding, bar bar bat mitzvah, communion, whatever it may be, where you have a big of like guest list and they're going over like, oh, we need to invite this person, and then they say, well, he died, and and, and he's like, yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it's one less person that they have to invite because the person died. One less plate you have to pay yeah, for. Exactly. All right. Anyway, all the small things. All the small things. Well, unfortunately, I have to lead off all the small things. It was a bit of a bummer for me. We know Tommy DeVito is my favorite player in the NFL, the passing paisan. He went to Illinois. I live in New York. He plays for the Giants. He's tailor-made for me, Evan. Right. Giants on a three-game winning streak. Tommy DeVito and his agent, the talk of the NFL. Who showed up yesterday in this Hall of Fame, Italian, Italian Sports Hall of Fame, Green suit, Sean Stellato, whatever his Sean name is. Sean Stellato. He was showed up to that game yesterday. Hey, yeah, our guy. But it feels like the Giants are coming back to earth a little bit. Tommy DeVito coming back to earth a little bit. As the Saints beat the Giants 24 to 6, Tommy DeVito 20 of 34, 177 yards, no touchdowns, and a couple throws he really wished that he could have back. I know Brian Dayball said that he still has confidence in TVD and that he's going to remain the starter, at least for next week. But I was very bummed to see him have a little bit of a reality check yesterday, Evan. Yeah. You know what he looked like? He looked like an undrafted free agent. Which is what he is. And and sometimes (laughs) we have to have these moments. I feel like I'm screaming because the music, is the music so loud in my ear or is it just loud in general? I don't know. Because I I have screwed up. it's a rock song. No, I know. But I've now become you with screwing up my own headsets. This is what Smalls does. Smalls, like, is developing ear issues because she, like me now, we just screw up our own headsets and it's a disaster. totally. Anyway, so we have to acknowledge this kind of stuff ultimately happens. Like, Josh Dobbs is the third-string quarterback for the Vikings. The starting quarterback, Nick Mullins, who's been around the league a little bit, throws bad interceptions. Jake Browning, who's been great, likely at some point will look like Jake Browning again in terms of an undrafted guy or, you know, not a highly touted guy, although he's been unbelievable. Unless he's Kurt Warner. Yeah, unless he's Kurt <laughs> Warner or Brock Purdy or whatever it is, right? There are very few examples of Brock Purdy. More of them are like Tommy DeVito. Lots of highs, some lows. Um, I agree. And just to wrap this up, I didn't appreciate the Saints mocking our guy, or at least my guy, how they were doing the, the Italian well, they went after touchdown. him, too. They did a little headhunting, and then it was a little bit of a, uh-huh. of a beef yesterday. Better better uh, NFL outfit from yesterday, was it Sean Stiletto, the agent? Stiletto. The, Stiletto, sorry, Come wearing on. all green. Or was it Mike Vrabel walking in in the old Bum Phillips Houston Oilers back in the day with the cowboy hat and everything like that? I, what am I asking you? Of course you're going to go with this guy. You love these. Sean Tom, Stiletto yeah, is a I'm, Hall of Famer, an Italian, Italian Hall of Famer. And was, he has the fedora and the J's on? Are you kidding me? That was one of the dumbest questions ever asked on radio. I just asked a proud Italian lady about whether or not she liked the Italian outfit or the Houston Oilers Bum Phillips outfit. Correct. As dumb of a question as any humans asked. I apologize. I do have the Houston Oilers throwback I know that you I wore, do. so it's not that dumb of a question. All right, let me pose a question to you, Evan, as we okay. move on to the next thing, the next small thing here on All the Small Things. How many NFL teams right now are must-watch television? 
I was thinking about this yesterday because yesterday was a travel day for us. So, you know, you're in the air. You, you don't have access to our normal watching setup. You're at the airport. And I was thinking, how many teams are really, truly enjoyable to watch right now in the okay. NFL? All right. I'm going to give you the Ravens. I still think the Bills and the Cowboys. The Jaguars should be. The Niners, definitely. Hmm. Well, how many was that? Four, five? Miami. Are they really must-see TV? I mean, when, if you miss the Dolphins game, are you like, man, I can't believe I missed the Dolphins game? Well, I mean, yesterday they're playing the Jets, who are inept at this point. They got destroyed by the Dolphins yesterday, even without Tyree Kill. It's, I got to be honest, you know, my setup on Sundays, and I got in earlier than you did, so I was able to do this, is always Patriots game and red zone. Yeah. It's not like I was so blown away having so much fun watching the Chiefs yesterday. They're not the same team. They're not the same in terms of must-watch. Not at all. Most people are tuning in for Taylor Swift. They want to see her reaction. Which they do. As soon as Travis Kelsey dropped the ball, they go right to Taylor Swift immediately. Is Detroit? I mean, Detroit scored 42 points on Saturday night. But they've stumbled. It doesn't feel like they're a must-watch team. My whole point is— There's not as many. Philly? I would say they're they're probably in that category, but you have to. But my whole point is usually at this stage of the NFL season, there's a good eight, maybe ten teams that you feel like could really make a run or that you're really excited to watch. And because of so much starting quarterback attrition in the NFL and the way these teams are cobbling together wins, it just feels like we're watching a lot of bad to mediocre football this year. Yeah, I mean, less than six, I would say. Six or less, if that. And that Ravens, feels like a weird year, right? Ravens, Cowboys, San Francisco, Miami, Philly. And I would even say Miami's Buffalo. a maybe. Yeah, you're right. All right, next one. Last thing. Yesterday, as we mentioned, was a travel day. Rob Lorenzo and myself, we were on the same flight out of New York. You had a name drop our social and digital guy as if anyone knows him. There are people in this office that don't know Rob's name. Oh, I just assume he's the star of the show. I mean, he's putting together all of our outstanding social media content. He's sometimes the the face of that. He's Rob Lorenzo. I mean, (laughs) come on. Uh, you were on a different flight than us. We had quite the travel day. But it leads me to this because I'm, I'm not one to tell terrible travel stories. But we were delayed for two hours in our connecting flight on the runway. And they don't serve beverages or snacks when you're delayed. We had to actually run to our connecting gate so we didn't have time to stop and get a snack. So by the time we actually were in the air and they bring around the snacks, we've got to do better than the stale pretzels and the sometimes Biscoff cookies in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like we pay a lot of money to travel by airplane. These airplanes... Airlines, they can do better than the pretzels, Evan. I'm sick of the of the snack situation in the air. I was starving by the time they brought around the beverage cart, and they're like, here's one tiny bag of stale pretzels. Brutal. I'm not out on stale pretzels. What? I kind of like them, i got to be honest with you. I've also never heard of anybody ever having a connecting flight from New York to West Palm. We did. There's like a thousand flights a day. Now you know two New York people. To West Palm. I've never even heard any. Well, I mean, you made up for it last night with your crab nachos. The uh, what did we have? The, the oh, I had Gorgon, a jasmine iced tea. The gorgonzola truffle fries. Yeah, go for it. We go for it. we can't even properly articulate how good these fries were. You know, a Krispy Kreme donut, how it's glazed to perfection. Right. These were glazed. Like gently kissed with a gorgonzola glazed truffle fries. They were the best fries I've ever had in my entire life. 
amazing. This this really undercuts the I had a hard time getting stale pretzels on the plane thing. I made up for it, Pat. She went to, oh, let's be honest, let's just say, let's just, just tell saying. the truth. You went to one of the fanciest restaurants around last night. I did, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't get a better snack. There was an aquarium on a bar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And she's complaining about the the stale pretzels. I pay hundreds of dollars to use your product, which is an airplane. You can at least give me a bag of ruffles or something a little bit better. Cheez-Its, extra toasty would be nice. There's just, there's got to be better prepackaged options than these lame pretzels. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike. Smalls is dancing. Hello, well, Michelle Daddy? Smallman. I think, I think uh-huh. Devontae is basically okay. playing all What's the uh, Florida music here, right? He's he's making sure we're on theme today. Yes. Good work, Javante. Yes. So we are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2. Along with Michelle Smallman. She's sitting in front of the uh, big Celsius fridge. Thanks to Celsius for sending Smalls and I to Florida for a few days, fun in the sun. Did they send CC to Paris? Did I don't CC, know. Did Celsius? Wow, that's a great job by Celsius. CC in Paris. He'll be back with us in the new year. And Nuno is here, and Rob from our team as well. Rob Lorenzo. Rob Lorenzo, and Nuno is here as well. Nuno is getting his uh, mani pedi uh, tomorrow. So before we get into the Dolphins again, I'm just not going to let this go. If you are somebody out there that wants to downplay Cowboys regular season wins. You also need to downplay Cowboys regular season losses. No, I don't. I said if you are someone out there, <laughs> you're in here. Smalls. No, I don't. Well, if you're other people <laughs> out there, you need to, if you're going to be the person that is going to say to your friends last week, whatever, Cowboys beat the Eagles. It's the regular season. Well, guess what? Getting destroyed by the Bills, who were awesome yesterday. Game plan for long-term success, what we saw yesterday. If you're the Bills... I'm sorry, if you're the person that's going to downplay the win, then downplay the loss as well. That's my point. Anyway, yesterday the Miami Dolphins destroyed the New York Jets, and we will get to the Jets part of this because if Aaron Rodgers takes a snap this season, that is, that is organizational malpractice. Let's be honest. Now, they are eliminated from the postseason yesterday by the Miami Dolphins. The Jets are going absolutely nowhere. They scored zero points in this game, 30 to nothing. Zach Wilson, weird situation where he's in, then he's out, and it's yeah. hydration, then it's not hydration, then it's concussion protocol, then it's not, then he is. I, I don't know what happened with Zach Wilson yesterday, but we know Tyreek Hill doesn't play. I was watching Countdown yesterday, and Samantha Ponder and the entire crew were showing all of the, the footage of Tyreek Hill on the field running pregame. Game comes around, and he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. And the Dolphins destroyed the Jets. And now a lot of the Tua people out there are saying, see, he can do it without Tyreek Hill. 
And listen, again, got to be consistent. We were critical of Tua last week when Tyreek Hill goes out of the game against the Titans. They don't perform well. This week against the Jets, theoretically a better defense. Jalen Waddell, who was banged up also during this game, and Tua were dominant. I'm not ready to sit here and say, like, okay, Tua's the MVP of the league. But the Dolphins continue to do what they have to do, which is win football games against bad football teams. And if you want to play the Cowboys' logic of let me see it in the playoffs, I mean, you got to do that with the Dolphins, who are 10-4, and who have beaten nobody. How about let me see it the next three weeks? They have the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills to close out the season. So show me what you got in the next three weeks for me to believe that you can do it in the playoffs. If Tua was able to have a performance like that without Tyreek Hill against one of those three teams, that would tell me something. That would be a data point for me to be like, this guy is the MVP. We need to start really ramping up that conversation. But it's against the Jets with Zach Wilson in and out. I mean, they're an absolute mess. I'm not trying to diminish what Tua did. Tua's a good quarterback. We don't give him enough credit in totality, I don't think, because of the weapons that he has around him, just like Brock Purdy. We tend to to minimize those guys. Oh, you mean the guys. ESPN bet favorite for MVP, Brock Purdy? How many people are still minimizing Brock Purdy? Just because he is the favorite for MVP does not mean there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, if he didn't have CMC, if he didn't well, have... Well, he's the I one hope. pushing CMC, to be fair now. To be fair, he's he is. He's the one You're now right. pushing CMC. But we said it on this show long before anyone else did. We said, I, we could have to check back it though the first time it was said... But something along the lines of one more good game for Brock Purdy, and he needs to be in that MVP conversation. But I'm glad you brought him up. I want you to finish this point. But I do think those guys are actually similar. They're absolutely Kyle Shanahan, similar. Mike McDaniel, same offense, great weapons around them. We're unsure as to how to value them as it relates to the rest of their offense. Well, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the coaches because both of those guys, we tend to default to the coach and the system and the talent around them. Actually, they are in pretty parallel situations if you want to look at it. But the Jets are a mess. The Jets are an absolute mess right now. And so while it's it's a good thing for Tua to be able to overcome not having Tyreek out on the field and pull out the win, I think what we saw yesterday is more of confirmation of what we know the Jets to be, the current state of the New York Jets, rather than what we feel about Tua. Yeah, again, taking nothing away from Tua. If the singular question was, can he be successful without Tyreek Hill? The answer is yes. Is he more successful with Tyreek Hill? Of course. Did the Dolphins know that they were going to win yesterday? That was obvious. There's no way you could have seen the footage that we put out there on Sunday NFL Countdown with Samantha Ponder and Teddy Bruschi and Rex Ryan and Alex Smith and and Schefter and the whole crew. There's no way that you could have looked at that footage and not thought that guy could have given it a go if it was a playoff game. They were precautionary with arguably the best non-quarterback in the NFL. Think about that for a second. As you're competing for home field advantage, as the Bills are on the rise, the Miami Dolphins yesterday took a precautionary approach to their game against the Jets, and they were right to do it, and they won 30 nothing. Well, that just tells you what they think about the Jets. Right. (laughs) I agree. Um, Also, real quick on the Purdy Tua thing, because this thought just popped in my mind and I want to make it. Look at Patrick Mahomes right now. If you even the best quarterback in the NFL needs a certain amount of talent around him in order to have success. So I don't think that we should use that as a negative because Purdy and Tua have that talent that helps them have the success that they want in these games. Like Patrick Mahomes, yes, of course he has a different talent level than those two guys or we see him break open games in ways that we have yet to see from Tua and Brock Purdy, but the surrounding cast still really matters. 888-SAY-ESPN. You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dots of Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 
3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. All right, people want to jump in on the Cowboys and the Bills yesterday. We knew it was going to be the game of the day, and it was the game of the day in terms of storylines. A dominant performance by the Buffalo Bills, who at the nine seed in the AFC may actually be the best or second best team in a conference, a conference that they're not currently a playoff team in. John in Texas watching on ESPN2. What's up, John? Yeah, look, same old, same old, and it's not about Dak Prescott. It's about the Cowboys as a team. Anytime they go up against a a better-than-average team, they fold like a cheap suit. They always have, and I've been a Cowboy watcher since 1960. I'm 80 years old, and it ain't about Dak Prescott. What happened to this uh, vaunted defense? You know, uh, the week before, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence talked about punching people in the mouth. Well, they... They got embarrassed. A good team doesn't go out on the road and get embarrassed that way. It's yeah, just, I, it's just a I, fact. I it's think just, that is that is a storyline here. Where, yeah, but listen, here's the thing. And thanks for the phone call. You can't sit there and say that Dak helped his MVP case yesterday. His odds obviously went down. But that defense, which everybody said was so great, the big Dan Quinn defense mm-hmm. gets destroyed by the Bills' running game yesterday, not by Josh Allen. That James Cook has 179 yards from uh, as a running as a runner and over 200 yards from scrimmage, dominated, absolutely dominated. Was Dak good yesterday? Obviously not. Do I think they kept Dak in actually too long? Yeah, I think they kept him in a series or two too long in that game yesterday because that's how much of a blowout it was. And I was nervous if I'm a Cowboys fan about him getting hurt because that game was over early. No question, defense was a big part of that loss yesterday. The biggest part of the loss yesterday for the Cowboys. Lee in Dallas on ESPN2. What's up, Lee? Oh, hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I was call- I had called earlier, but uh, I was calling about, like, when y'all were talking about the scariest team, and I really think the scariest team that you wouldn't want to see. I mean, I know uh, Baltimore is number one, but I think if, if Buffalo gets in, that's the team you don't want to see. Because what we saw yesterday, if if you can, if they can run the ball like they did, and when Josh Allen can beat you without having to throw, like you know the picks and throwing seals to be able to throw the hundred yards and win, that's pretty scary. So you know, me as a Cowboys fan, I feel like that's a bad loss, but at least they made the playoffs. But it's, I'm like, hey, even if you lose against Miami, at least you're helping to keep Buffalo out. So, um, but. You know, it's kind of like what you said too. But people may talk about the Cowboys, but when, when you go, when you take that label as America's team, uh, you have to win Super Bowls, and they haven't done that in almost thirty years. So the scrutiny is always going to be there. If, if you can't win right, the but Super here's Bowl, here's the thing, and you're right, and thanks for the phone call. Yesterday doesn't prevent you from losing a Super Bowl or not going to a Super Bowl. I'm but does not, it make you feel like they can? Does it really make you feel better about their chances? That's the whole point. I get it. But, like, the last month hasn't made you feel better about the Chiefs' chances. And I know they've been there and done that, so it's not apples to apples, but they could still go there. You know, the, however many weeks in a row that we looked at the Buffalo Bills and their struggles, we didn't think they had a Super Bowl chance. And now I bet you there are people today that are going to sit there and say, probably our own NFL analysts would say, you know what? If they get in, I'll pick them to go to the Super Bowl. I guarantee you there will be somebody as part of our ESPN NFL crew that will say today, if the Buffalo Bills get in, I can't do it yet, or I won't do it, but if the Buffalo Bills get in, I'll pick them to go. To, you know what? It'll be Greeny and Hembo when we're done at 10 a.m. I bet you Greeny and Hembo, Eastern time, will sit there and say if they get in, they're going to the Super Bowl. Coming up, Pat Costello, our producer, is not here in Florida. Nuno is. That's going to make him real happy. We'll find out the list of things that Pat is over next.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for I'm Over It. You're right there, Smalls? Well, you just screamed and I had it up high because I was talking to the guys in the studio. Oh, sorry. That's okay. My bad. It was booming. We are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. CeCe, back with us in the new year in Paris. He's in France. He's in France. In France. Uncle James. Um, And now, uh, Pat Costello, our producer, gives us things that he's over. Your Well... Now, here's the thing on the ESPN2 side. You have your sponsorship here yep. on your shirt, but you have Celsius on your hat. Yeah. So you're half sponsored. Yeah. And they're on the wall. <laughs> Celsius, you know, making a nice appearance for themselves. Shout out oh. to Celsius. Shout out to our, our friends at Celsius. And the prickly pear. <laughs> great. It's that's, actually Oasis Vibe. Oasis Vibe. Yeah, that's pear. how you read it is prickly pear. Prickly small. pear. <laughs> How about Pat, who, by the way, tonight with his Eagles, gets Matty P as his defensive coordinator. Matt Patricia in. Sean Desai demoted. Hmm, interesting. Go <laughs> Look, ahead, Pat. That one might be coming up tomorrow at 745, depending <laughs> on how things go. We'll see. But for now, we'll start with Justin Fields in Chicago. It's done. It, don't even attempt to try to sway me that Justin Fields should stay in Chicago any longer. We know what he is at this point. You got to cut him loose. You got to clean house. You got to rebuild the whole franchise. Eberflus, you guys wavered on him. Out. Done. Well, okay. If you're going to do the who was most right about things on this show since we started in September rankings, I would say Smalls won on the Chiefs and a close, maybe 1A, 1B, CC on Justin Fields. Yeah. CC said after Justin Fields had that huge game against Washington – Okay, trade them now. Now's the time. Sell high. And they should have done that. Because as he's playing, his value is on a roller coaster ride. I still think that there's an there's a crazy world in whether or not maybe he could possibly be a bridge quarterback for them with Caleb Williams if they want Caleb Williams to, to, to not start for a couple of games with the Carolina pick. Although Carolina did win yesterday, one of the ugliest games you'll ever see against Atlanta. Yes. Neither of those two teams are on your must-watch list, Smalls. 
But yeah, it's over. He did almost have the um, Hail Mary to win it, though. I was going to say, if he pulled out the win last night, Pat, or yesterday, Pat, would you be talking about it differently this morning? I or would Or had not. you already come to that conclusion? I, yeah, it has nothing to do with the win or the loss. Just watching the game, I'm like, it, they can't keep doing this. Yeah. They can't keep running this out time and time again and expect. It's literally insanity. Next one, Pat. Oh, uh, speaking of insane, Evan, how could you possibly think anyone's treating the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, unfairly? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Cowboy. Time, oh, my God. Every time we give them the benefit of the doubt, they do something like this and prove us all completely correct, I guess. It, I don't. Please. How are we treating the Cowboys unfairly? Did Pat just choke? He was so angered it just, by my it take b- It blows my mind. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, because here's why. Again. This is what frustrates me. If we're going to have this mentality about the Cowboys, I need to see it in the playoffs. Well, then why does it matter if they win in the regular season or lose in the regular season? Why does that matter then? As long as they're getting to the playoffs, which they are, they're still a 10-4 and team. They had an awful performance yesterday. Give Buffalo all the credit in the world. But guess what? As a result of other things that occurred yesterday, oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys clinched a playoff spot. They clinched a spot in the in the tournament that you all need to see them perform on and, and, and with. And, and like in that moment, in those big games in January and maybe into February, those are the games that you guys need to see from them. I'm okay with that. So why does it matter if they get blown out yesterday? Just like why does it matter if they beat the Eagles as long as they're going to have an opportunity to prove themselves in the postseason, which they are. Because we were talking about a different version of the Dallas Cowboys. We were talking about Dak Prescott as the MVP of the entire league. And we feel like he is a guy that could break through to that that tier one Super Bowl winning quarterback. We feel like he can get there. But as soon as we're ready to crown him the MVP of the league and to crown the Dallas Cowboys as a team that we're elevating into that Super Bowl contender conversation, they lay an egg. This is what they do. Historically, over the past almost 30 years, when the moment has been the biggest, the Dallas Cowboys falter. And Yes, a regular season game versus the Bills is not the same as the playoffs, but it's important for them to have games like this and have those things that help us build our confidence in them as they get towards the tournament. All right, we're going to have more on the Cowboys and the Bills in about 10 minutes or so. Pat, what's the next one? So do you guys ever just sit around and kind of scroll through Wikipedia and all of a sudden you're like down this rabbit hole that you didn't expect to be on? That happened to me with space yesterday. Oh. And it really made me realize that I'm still furious that Pluto is not a planet anymore. What happened? Why did we get rid of Pluto? I still think that there are nine planets in my mind when I think about the planets. NASA blew it, and I don't even think they had anything to do with this. But come on, step it up. I'm confused on this. When did Pluto get eliminated as a planet? And why? 2006. But why? Yeah, do we have a rationale? I remember when that happened, but I don't remember what. Too small. Too yeah. s- so there's a size a limitation planet. for planets? Greatest. NASA. Never knew that. So if my, my kids, my son is 10, my daughter is 7, if they say to me how many planets are there, my answer would have been 9. What is the right answer now? Is it 8 or did it, did it get replaced? It is Was 8. It- so is no, there going to be like an expansion draft? Re- for- what do you mean did they replace it? I don't know. <laughs> it's not a tire. <laughs> it's not one in, one out, Evan. Yeah, don't you have to trade it for something? It just, is it for a, a planet to be named later? Cash considerations. Uh, Pat, I am so stupid that I thought there could have been another planet in the mix now. I don't know. Like a fantasy draft with yeah. planets? Yeah, why not? 
What else, Pat? Uh, last one. Uh, I didn't know that this was a thing, but people really hate the Beatles. I, why yes. do you, how could you what? possibly hate the Beatles? They're some of the greatest songs of all time, and they're the biggest artists in the history of music. Wait, who hates the Beatles? Lots of people. Lots apparently. of people. What, what's it, the Because reasoning? it's one of these things that like people like to say, oh, they're overrated. Now, here's the thing with the Beatles. A lot of people have compared them to Terrell Davis. Very similar. In- wait, 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 wait. What do you mean a lot of people have Beyond, compared Beyond, 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 Nobody has compared them to Terrell Davis. <laughs> right. But here's my point. You know how Terrell Davis with the Broncos, one of the most interesting things is that he only actually played for like six years. The Beatles' shelf life, not that long. If you look at, go look back at how long the Beatles were together. Now, obviously, there was a reason it was not that long, a tragic reason that it was not that long. John Lennon being killed didn't help obviously, in this conversation or any conversation. But they didn't have a long period of time where they were together. They weren't together for like 20 years, 10 years even, right? It was they, had a sh- they had a 10? Yeah. What? 60 to 70. Six, no, but I but think they transformed th- the entire music industry. Oh, I don't think they're overrated. I'm just saying they didn't have as long of a shelf life together as maybe you would have thought based on the press and the, and the praise they get. But they've influenced almost every single musical act since in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm going to have to, by the way, now defend two things. One, I just compared the Beatles to Terrell Davis, the yeah, running back. You did. And I think the Cowboys are being unfairly treated after their blowout loss yesterday. We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.